0: Yo, welcome again to the Fire Zone show. Back at you. Uh, season ending, regular season ending anyway for the Ravens. Obviously, playoffs about to start. Uh, the Teams that are in are moving on. Unfortunately, the Ravens were not one of those teams. Had an opportunity there uh, in that last game against the Steelers. Had some other things break their way around the league, uh, but they weren't able to take care of their own business. But like so many other games this year, it came down to the end. So uh, we're going to jump into that and then maybe just kind of take a little, little look uh, into some offseason season kind of topics. Uh, but before we do all of that, joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend, recent birthday boy himself, Denar Melton. Hey, Denar, how you doing, man? I'm good, sir. I'm, I'm living a dream out here of,
1: of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> A year wiser, a year, year wiser. wiser, two years running in a pandemic. It
0: has been, it's been real. <laughs> hey, and those of us that are here to, to tell of it, you know, uh, real talk, that's, that's nothing to, to take lightly. I mean, no. it's, it's been a serious, serious situation. For three years now. So those of us that are here and healthy enough to still do to do, um, that's something to be thankful for so you know i birthdays always make me a little bit sentimental especially now that i'm 46. i guess i never used to think about them that way when i was younger but now like each year i'm like ooh glad i made it to another (laughs) you just keep telling me i'm old i'm like no i'm not that's it that's it don't listen to your body ignore what your body's telling you (laughs) sometimes please sometimes
1: listen to your body
0: because it's probably telling you yeah, that's true. On a serious, serious note. Yeah. Real talk. Serious. Like, take care of yourself, man. You need to yes. see your doctor regularly. Get things checked out. If you're Feeling something don't don't feel quite right. Don't don't put that off. Go get that. Look don't, at checked yes. Out. Don't be ashamed
1: to go see your doctor,
0: please. Absolutely. I don't even want to it. I'm glad you. I'm glad you called me. I don't even want to joke yeah, about that. Yeah. That's serious. That's real life stuff right there. So yeah, anybody out there that's listening, any whatever it is, you are not a doctor, right? So <laughs> get up and make an appointment. Yeah, yeah. To somebody. Yeah. Go, go see somebody who knows what they're doing and yeah. talk. And if they tell you it's nothing, yeah, okay, you were right. It was nothing. Wasn't nothing to be worried about. But you know, you don't want to. You don't want to run that risk. So. All right. There's our PSA. All right. Well, I guess we could talk about the uh, the Ravens and this last game. And uh, maybe they needed to go see a doctor. I don't know. On offense, anyway, maybe. I thought the defense played pretty well in this game. And that's where we're going to focus, as we always do. So, you know, we won't throw no shade at the offense. But um, we can. <laughs> no, you can do whatever you want. Um, If you want to, please. Floor is yours. Uh, It's not shade. It's just. I I
1: think and I hope people realize. That one game doesn't make a career. Doesn't make a season. Doesn't make anything. It's just one game. One series. Whatever you want to look at. So, yes, Mr. Hundley. He is an adequate quarterback who could probably win you a game or two in a crunch where he was supposed to be this season. The fact that Lamar was out longer than five weeks tells me that that ankle was more than just bruised, probably broken somewhere, hairline fracture, something. A little bit more than a spring. We're just going to go. Um, but I think you recognize an offense that never had an identity throughout the entire year after the running backs were down. And you saw that not only on the offensive side of the ball, but to transition to the defensive side of the ball, because yes, they played well the last part of the season defensively. But who were they? Who who are the 2021 Baltimore Ravens? Here? I I still can't answer that question for you at the end of the season. That's worrisome. That's troublesome. And I think well, if you if you're Harbaugh and you're looking back on the season, I would say you lost your identity as yeah, as
0: a defensive football team. And they're going to have many questions to answer uh, with respect to that identity, because it's, you know, the players and, and the coaches uh, together who who create that identity, who make up that identity. But uh, really focusing on the players. Um, you know what? Let me let me pause because I'm I was, that's that's more of a like the offseason thing. Let me pause right there. I won't jump into that. We'll, we'll stick in the game for a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm going fast forward. Um, Got some guys back for this game, have been, you know, over the last two, three games, you know, after the Bengals, the second Bengals game where it was like everybody uh, was out uh, with COVID and and various other things. So got got some guys back in this game. So, you know, you had many of your guys that you've had throughout this season, of course, you know, not your Peters and your Marlon Humphreys and stuff like that, but Jimmy Smith. Tavon Young, you know, had your guys up front back, except for uh, Adape Owe, he missed another right. game with the foot issue. But uh, Justin Houston back, you know, all those guys. So I would say for the majority of the game, uh, they contain that Steelers offense, really. And yep. then uh, sort of like we saw in the first game, and I guess really sort of like we see throughout these matchups at times when they don't go the Ravens' way. They do tend to have that good half or even good three quarters or even good four and a half quarters. <laughs> and then Ben does what Ben does, and they just start making a play here and a play there. And they do just enough uh to to get the win. And that's how I really felt like it came out in this game it was like stuff really started to kind of turn in the second half, really fourth quarter, really, and it was well, even into overtime.
1: Well, if you if you look at
0: Recent history,
1: in a, in the when the Ravens should win football games. they should have won this football. Game. Yeah. There's no question about it. when they're in the games with the Steelers, and they get in situations where it's they're up 13-7 with a chance to put the nail in the coffin. They go up and score there the Steelers come back. Hmm. The fact I believe they went up 16 to 6, 16 to 7, or somewhere along those lines where they could have literally put the chokehold on the Steelers. And that was it. It was the Steelers went down, scored. I think there was three and out and the Steelers went back, back down and scored another touchdown. And it was that was it. It was just like you went in overtime and, and you knew what the you knew what the script was when probably what nine minutes left in the game where the Ravens couldn't move the football and you're just waiting for the Steelers to to figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, going into the in not going in, but in the third quarter. Um Murray like early in the third quarter uh quarter murray rips off that 46 yard run td they yeah. go up they go up 10 to three um a little bit later steelers get a field goal so they're still up 10-6 so going into the fourth quarter you know you got that 10-6 and then they steelers go on that drive and claypool gets the touchdown now they're up then you know the ravens drive uh kind of towards the end of the fourth quarter there to tie it up with tucker in the field goal and then um you know, weren't able to do anything with their first possession of overtime. Punt the ball away, and then the Steelers go down the field. Had a couple opportunities, couple third downs, uh, a fourth down in there. Uh, we'll probably talk about that a little bit. Was that the was it the fourth down? Was the play where board was involved? In? Don't
1: and the, no. was involved
0: in the third. It was the third down
1: where it was third and what? It was a like third and eight or third and nine or something like that. Mm. And he decided to jump something that wasn't even there. And they literally just like threw it. I think it was Cooper Cup literally on like the on a line or something. And he just, <clears throat> Off the race. I, I'm, I'm done with Mr. Board, by the way. <laughs>
0: thank you. I had my feelings. I had my feelings about that. And, you know, it's a, it, it's a shame on many levels because obviously, you know, they don't get into the playoffs. That's the first level that right. it's a shame on um but one of their better right just to touch on the offense for another quick second one of their better rushing games of the season I want to say their second best rushing game you know you run for 249 yards Murray went for 150 <laughs> Huntley Huntley puts up 72 Freeman had 21 but you know he got dinged up so uh you know he didn't he probably didn't get a chance to contribute as much but 249 uh I think they only put up one more yeah, I think the chiefs is what i'm looking at they had 251 in that chiefs game so good rushing game like you said by by all accounts it's a a game that they were in control of for the bulk of the game and you really felt like they should have came out of it with a win but uh it really came down to like you've been saying all season a couple of plays a couple of drives couple of plays and it it didn't go their way again um it had to be tough, and the, these last five six games had to had to really be rough because this is not uh, a group, particularly you know since Lamar has been the quarterback. Uh, quarterback it's not a group that used to lose it, Certainly not five six games in a row. Um, I That's mean, they ain't five, they ain't lost five games with, What Where were they last year? I got to look at their record last. Certainly remember twenty nineteen. They only lost two. I think they lost six last year, not in a row, but I mean just overall record. Or were they? Yeah. Were they better than that? They were 11 and five 11 and five so I take that back so yeah six games in a row was not something that they' were accustomed to uh this particular group so uh it had to be brutal I know and we know they had the injuries we know they had the injuries and um that's a huge factor because you know these were key guys this wasn't just like any guy that was out but as you probably heard it said and obviously you played in coach uh, no explanations no excuses
1: what you- well it's it's it was this group needed all of this. They came out like rock stars. They got over the hump by winning a playoff game last year. And they're probably thinking in their minds that they're ready to, to, to ascend.
0: Taking the next step. Yep.
1: What they didn't really realize that they never went through the struggle. And when you when you start up up here, and this is for any sport, football, basketball, whatever, you start here. There, there's only one way. <laughs> there's only one way this party's going to end. It ain't gonna go back. It's gotta crash and burn first before ever, everyone starts to realize that everyone has to pull on the rope everyone has to be on the same page and if you're not guess what this off season is going to be you gonna be gone yeah so
0: yeah just keep it. Gotta, get, gotta get guys all pulling on that rope together and was,
1: is is that that feeling of of dejection and everything that comes along with this season. But you had to you had to feel all the feels. You had to feel the feels what it was necessary to lose those games. Those plays that you said, hey, they didn't matter. They didn't count. Well, guess that third and six that you didn't get, guess what it mattered? That 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 pull that you only got a shoulder on that guy, guess what? He making a play in the backfield. Now Tucker's got a Now we got a punt that Tucker taking a 56. You know, those little things, they start to add up. And then you have games that you lose by one point for the rest of the season. it's just like, if we had made those plays during the game and, and not only that, but if we were mentally tougher in practice, if we, you know, did the little things in the building, maybe we would have been a little more successful. So you've got the environment now who's going to be the guy who is going to be the guy who's willing to go in there and tell people, you know what, you didn't play very well last week. And I don't care if you like me or not. I'm going to tell you, and you're going to tell me when I play wrong and play, you know, didn't play well last week. I don't think there's enough of those guys in the building.
0: That's a good point. Um, this is kind of a fresh example, too, in my mind, um, because the the college football natty, you know, we just saw that Monday night with Georgia uh, beating Alabama. And there was a play, actually a couple plays in that game, um, a guy we're probably going to talk about sometime in the near future, uh, their linebacker, N'Kobe Dean. I'm grueling, um, but yeah. yeah. That another another linebacker in that group, guy named Channing Tyndall, who's probably also going to get drafted, um, you know, probably maybe a little bit later, but he's he's going to get drafted too. Uh, he had a play where he busted. He made a mistake. And Dean went up to him right after that play. And you could see Dean getting on him and letting him know. And what Tyndall didn't do was, you know, like overreact or try to like shove him out of his face or like, nah, I not trying to hear that right now. Now he took it. He yeah. took it, he listened to it, and then he came back later on in the game and made a huge play. I know, it was a stop, I forget where it was, it might have been down in the red zone somewhere. Yeah, and first, and the first guy running up to him to congratulate him and celebrate was N'Kobe Dean. So it seems like Georgia had that culture on that defense of accountability, right? Yeah. I can hold you accountable, and you're going to take it. You know in the way that i that i mean it like you know because of the culture because of the relationship we have you know how how this is coming across you know this out this ain't about me trying to show you up or embarrass you this is about trying to make all of us better and hold all of us accountable we got that kind of leadership and that kind of culture in addition to ridiculous talent like george (laughs) you're gonna be a good defense yeah yeah totally
1: and 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 that that, that's what you need and I think that lacked big time on the defensive side of football this year. Just someone who could take the defense by the throat and say, hey, like snap out of it, let's play. Let's play like we know how to play. And you didn't really see that. You saw when Josh Bonas came in that the defense settled down, Mm -hmm. but there still wasn't that. Well, how, you, you said it earlier, the violence. Yeah. There's a difference between being violent and being physical. There wasn't violence. When you watch the Dolphins, that's violent. Yeah. When you watch uh, who else? Um, when they're rolling. uh, Arizona, when they're rolling. That's violent. Um, when the Rams, when the when the Rams got all their pieces going, that's a violent defense. That's not physical, that's not physical. That's not throwing bodies around like the Ravens do. I'm talking about guys getting met in the hole. I'm talking about guys coming across the middle and letting people know that you are there. Not so much hitting them, but being a presence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just it's it's just part of that mentality that. I think they need to continue to bring into the bill. Yeah.
0: And, you know, you can, when you see it, and I know people, you know, I think, ah, oh, violence, physical, what's the really distinction? Just you, you, when you see it, you know it. Like as soon as you see it, you're like, okay, yeah, that's different, right? That's different. And you talked about some of those teams and those defenses, and you can think about individual guys on those defenses. Aaron Donald, like, that's violent. The way AD yeah. plays, that's violent. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey plays that's violent.
1: Yeah, think of the Eagles defenses from about oh, three, four years ago. When they would fly around and you, you would play them in that wide nine, you'd be like, these guys get up and they in your face. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like just, just being bullies, just just pushing pockets. When Nada and all those guys there, that was a violent. Human beings that made their presence felt at every point of a football game. Suggs, yeah. violent. You don't see that. I mean, you see flashes of that from Oa, but that's he's a rookie. You know, yeah. that's gonna happen. You see Queen. He shows flashes, yeah, flashes of violence. After that, like a uh, Bowser. Bowser is going to be, hopefully, the
0: Achilles tendon didn't fight, whatever. Yeah, he just had surgery today, I think, or today or yesterday. He put that up on his IG, so it looks like it was successful.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't expect very much from him about midseason next year yeah. but anything. But anyway, that's another discussion.
0: Yeah, but Chuck Clark, one of those guys, There, there was, was it the second Bengals game? Like, I think maybe before that game got out of hand. He blew somebody up on the sideline. A receiver, like a ball, wasn't it? wasn't It wasn't so high or so uh, out of his his wingspan that it was like uncatchable, or like you get a penalty for hitting a guy like that. It was like somewhere near where he could probably get it. But I mean, just laid this, lit this dude up like right. in a game earlier this yep. season. He lit a dude up, and like the fans are booing because they want a penalty. No, that's the violence that you have to play with. Um, yep. I think uh, on a defense to, to be a really, really top level defense. And, you know, the Ravens know what that looks like. I mean, in the, in the building. Um, But like you said, you've you've got these young guys who show the flashes of it, uh, but you know, they're young and they're, they're still trying to grow into that. So yeah, I I think we'll continue to see more of it, but you also have to probably, as you develop those young guys and bring them along and grow them into that, I think you also got to maybe bring some guys in more established guys. Well, who, you know, they already operate that way. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know what allows guys to be violent is when things are simplified.
0: Yeah. There we go. That lead that could lead into another discussion. <laughs> I'm I just saying the, the Rams don't do very much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just well get we might as we'll get into it right now. because um, you know the game is what it was, and like we said, we we pretty much acknowledge you know that they played well, and I think. Um, you know, fans obviously, you know, can think of particular plays, you know, Queen in the backfield making plays. Um, you know, our guy Brandon Stevens with another near pick. He man, he had at least two or three this year. Uh, how game. about
1: how about him being able to adjust that back out the corner and hold his own? Yeah. In a pressive situation.
0: Mid game. Yeah. Really? So yeah. So I mean, look, they not the, the, it's not like the cupboard is bare uh in terms of talent, but you are going to have a lot of decisions to make as well because you got guys who, uh, whether it's contr- whether it's contractual or whether it's age, you know, yeah. and, and, and retirement might be in play. You're talking about Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, Jimmy Smith, um, just just those three to start. Even Josh Bynes, who who you know I think show, you know, he can still play, uh, and he still wants to play. Uh, yeah. But again, you know, every year you got to make those kind of decisions, um, and so yeah, there's there's going to be some some change and some, some shakeup uh, on defense and on offense. And that's every year. I mean, every team, yeah. no, no team ever stays the same at the end of each season, but this could be one of the bigger changes they oh, yeah. had in a while on that side of the ball. So uh, that's going to be interesting, but yeah, let's, let's get into that part. Let's get into that part. You were talking about uh, simplicity and, and that speaks to scheme. And um, you know, I think for the, First time since he's become the defensive coordinator, I think. I mean, there, there probably was some grumbling here or there along the way. But I think this year, more than any I can remember since Wink uh, took over as D.C., started to hear more of that, but grumbling got louder. It, was, it turned into more than just grumbling, uh, where people were kind of really starting to question uh, some of the the play calls. You know, Greg, look, Greg Roman, that's a whole nother question. We, we won't deal with that. But uh, – <laughs> <laughs> They've been calling for for my man's head for a while, but I think even this year with Wink, you had some people starting to you know question the the timing of some of these aggressive calls. And, and I know you for uh, not just this year, but for a while have have had some some concerns just about the the scheme overall, the structure. Uh, you know, what do you what do you hang your hat on? Like you said, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, what what, what do you think the move is? Uh, with regards to to Wink, um, you know, look, there's going to be opportunities, head coaching opportunities this year, uh, as there are every year, and so maybe that decision kind of takes is made for you. You know, it's taken out of your hand if you're John Harbaugh. But if it's not, and you're you're the head coach, what do you think?
1: First and foremost, Wink's scheme works well with veterans. Now, the problem is the Ravens had not had a veteran group in quite some time on the defensive side of the ball. And that's not going to happen anytime soon because you're going to be pouring resources into your offense
0: to continue to support Lamar. Yeah, so you thought you were going to have one coming into this season. That's <laughs> a relatively veteran group. Yes. So... The
1: scheme is old. I think they have to do what they did with the offense. When Morning Wig was was finally escorted out and, and someone finally convinced Harbaugh that the West Coast offense would not work in Baltimore whatsoever, they decided to blow it all up. And, and once they had Lamar, they had a plan. So, I think going into this offseason, they've always preached about having continuity as a defense and, and running the same scheme they've had for years. and things sort. I think it's that time. If you want to stay in a 3-4, that's fine. But you have to you have to join us in 2022 we can't live in the 2005 six seven eight world where three four defenses were were the were everything because you had safeties who could play down in the box like a Paul Malu and a reed and a landry and whoever other safeties we had for forever who could just drop down the box and play those positions because guess what? You had Ed Reed. You had the human racer figuring out everything. So you don't have that anymore. You don't have guys at levels that can cover up mistakes like a Suggs, like a Lewis, like a Reed. So the Ravens have been looking for that. and And it's just you have turned into a gimmick. And it's very easy to prepare for a game. You just have to be patient. You just have to be willing to be patient. Because eventually, you're going to get them in something. And it happens in every game. Third and six, third and seven. You're like, wing's coming. And we've been saving this play. Here it is. Executed. We're going to go score a touchdown. And like clockwork. You knew when Wink was coming. You knew what type of pressure was coming. You knew where the hole was. And Harbaugh said it a couple times this year. Like, you, "You, we just became predictable. And I think defensively, you just know. You know where they're coming from if you're a veteran quarterback and you're able to throw out. So how do you solve that? And how do you maximize the type of players that you're going to be coming in because you're going to be spending a lot of draft capital on your defense because you're going to be investing money into your offense. you got to simplify things. You've got to allow guys to play fast, physical, violent football on defense. And if you simplify things on defense, things just get easier on offense because now you have an identity going to run it down your throat, and we're going to play free, fast, physical defense on the other side of the ball. Instead of playing risk-risk on both sides of the ball, let's let's have one side of the ball where we know what we're going to get. We know who we are, who our basic identity is, and go from there. we got to play complementary football, and we just, as, as the Ravens just haven't done that, in the last couple of years because we've never had an offense like this. Yeah. So if you've never had an offense like this in your tenure and you can go up and down the field and score 35 points, that's great. But now you're leaving your defense out of the drive. Yeah. Yeah. So I just hey. think – I don't think the scheme works anymore. I, 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 I think it's just time to, to move on.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, I mentioned the, the college national championship and um, I think it was on the move, the sticks podcast. They were, they were sort of related to what you said about, um, you know, kind of becoming gimmicky almost on defense to a certain extent. And they were like, you can't trick your way into a championship. Like once you get to that point in the season where it's good on good. Right. And, and, and you're talking about the best teams playing each other and, trying to either get in the dance or are in and are trying to, you know, play in that championship game, win that championship game. Can't you say you can't trick your way to a championship, right? You got to strap it up and play ball. And uh <laughs> no. it kind of made what you were describing, kind of kind of made me uh think about that. And then if you just look around the league too, and you know, I know it goes in cycles. It goes in cycles on offense, it goes in cycles on defense. But you talked about how um, you know it was a different game back when you talked about, you know, guys like like Ed and, and Ray were here, um, you know, teams were running the ball more. And not that they didn't throw the ball, but, you know, a team might have one good receiver, maybe two, like one really good receiver and maybe another, like, complimentary solid guy. But you weren't having on a regular basis to face Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Ford. Yeah. A tight end who can catch the ball a little bit, a running back who can come out of the backfield. And catch. You were having to deal with that on a weekend and week out basis, and so you 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 need different kinds of guys now um, to to compete with that. And and the the part I mentioned about the league going in cycles, whether it's offense or defense, you're seeing more too high stuff, more too high structures starting to come back into vogue now. Um, not that that's new; that that's been here before. Uh, But people kind of got into that Seattle cover three, one high world because, you know, people say that the NFL is a copycat league and it absolutely is. Whatever team is having the most success, you know, whatever team is winning a championship that year, everybody looks at them and look at what looks at what they're doing. It's like, okay, can we do that? Maybe we can take some of that and and, and play in that way. And like, you know, cover three kind of took over the league, you know, cover three, cover one kind of took over for a while. And now the last couple of years, you've seen, you talked about the Rams, where they started with Brandon Staley was there, D.C., Vic Fangio. It's uh, <laughs> funny. I'm thinking about his comments after the Ravens game. Uh, but, he, you know, he's a guy that's like to live in that too-high safety world wherever he's been around. Um, and it's starting to come back a little bit. And even in Pittsburgh, you know, you, you've seen them yeah. do a little more of that over the last – they've kind of gone from Blitzburg to, to like, Zonesburg. Over the last couple of years. And they're going to make you, these kinds of defenses, they're going to make you go the long, hard way. Yeah. They're not giving nothing deep, nothing cheap. And nope. if you can put together 13, 14 play drive on them yep. and score a touchdown, do hey, it three times. Do cap. it three times. Think, yeah, we don't think you yeah. can do that. Nope. <laughs> we don't think you can do it three times. You can do it three times, you
1: deserve to win the football game.
0: Yeah, yeah. But and so. I, don't I, don't do, even, I don't,
1: I'm playing the odds. I, I believe you cannot do it, and therefore I can keep you to 17
0: points. Yeah, and if you have a solid, sound structure that's going to force an offense to have to put together that many plays in a drive to even have a chance to score, and then you've got talent in addition to that, then, yeah, you feel confident in that, that, hey, you can't do that to me three times. It's not going to happen. So, you know, the Ravens, I think, to your point, that's something that you got to take a long – hard look at i'm biased so it's hard for me to say anything uh like not wanting to see wink here or whatever I'm, I'm 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 very biased but doing this show with you this year and listening to you talk about him not only this year but even before we started doing the show going back into last year you know it's like somebody plants a seed in your mind and like it might not like like sprout immediately but it's in there and every time you watch a game it starts to, you know, come out of the shell just a little bit more, and just a little bit more, and then, you know, it's like when you plant something and you don't see anything for weeks, and then you see that first little thing break through the soil, right? And it's, it's, it's shooting up. <laughs> it started to grow in my mind. It's like an inception kind of thing for people who see <laughs> something in my mind. A simple idea. Yeah. We must go. <laughs> so convincingly that I think it's my own idea. I like I came up with <laughs> it's now brought me over a little bit to that side. So that's tough. That's been, that's been hard for me to admit. And don't get me wrong. I think wing is an amazing D coordinator and I think
1: wherever he ends up if that's a head coaching job, which I think in Jacksonville, he'd be, I, I couldn't, you, you couldn't tell me a better fit than Jacksonville and the personnel they have and who's already down there. And,
0: yeah. Got some of his fellow, his former coaches. Right. And his, like, coach.
1: hello, like, it would be, it would work. As long as he got an offensive staff, that'd be a question. So. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, the scheme does not fit, like you said, this new – it's not even a spread offense. It is – I don't need one superstar. I have five pretty good guys. Yeah. And my five pretty good guys, I can find a matchup against your five okay guys. Yeah. I can find a matchup that I like, and I'm going to abuse it.
0: So. Yeah, well, people will, will talk about the injuries, and and like I said, I I think you do have to acknowledge them because, yeah, you're, you know we're talking about the Bengals just because they won the division. And again, like we said, you know whoever is is currently winning, that's kind of who you look at and try to see okay what they do to get to that point. Um, and yeah, if Humphrey was here, if Peters was here, you get a healthy Tavon Young. Do you feel a little bit better about matching up with those Cincinnati guys with those guys? Yeah, absolutely. We're not
1: um, athletic but, enough.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, but even if those guys were still there, then you still got to look at the other positions on defense. You still got to look at yourself on the defensive line, right? Yeah, you got an o Yeah, you got a Ty Bowser. That's good. I like that. But then you've got Claire Campbell, Brandon Williams, Justin Ellis. You know, you got Mata BK. He's coming along. Yep. But – Brandon Hoffman. Brandon Josh Bynes is, is like you said, is as stabilizing a, as a presence as he was. He's not who he was athletically um, yeah. when he was younger. I mean, Queen obviously is, is very athletic. So it's like you've got something at each level in terms of athleticism. You've got a player at each level of the defense with, with some athleticism, but you need more. <laughs> you need more. So much more to compete with. You're gonna need so much more to compete with
1: cincinnati it's going to be scary. Yeah. because they're gonna they're just gonna murder the middle of the field so you 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 have to come up with a plan and the only plan i know of is switching to a 4-3 but we're not here to talk about that
0: yeah that could be another offseason season topic that's one of those things that i think is good because you can set it aside just in its own show and really really go deep on it um yeah. and we've had a couple people uh slide into the DMs and, and ask about that. Because uh, I don't know why. I it's, it's kind of was surprising to me, but people seem to feel like you're very pro 4-3. I'm not sure where they're getting that from. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. People feel I, like you have an affinity uh, for the 4-3 defense. I, I, I enjoy a good
1: red line. <laughs> and I believe that the four three is 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 like a good red wine, mm,
0: fine wine, fine wine. What's a three four? Huh? Was it like a forty? What's the three? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> a forty three. <laughs> <It is very laughs> right, you'll get there real quick, but you might have problems later. You might ask, <laughs> <laughs> but, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you a Red wine, you can you can sip it, take your time. You know, it's going to be a very gradual, mellow feeling. You, you know what the
1: you know what the three four reminds me of is when I went to college in Cancun with tequila.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: It was everybody was enjoying. Everybody was at the club. You know, you spent a couple of weeks. You talked about it for months after you got back. You reminisced about it for a couple years with your boys in college, and then you left college, and then you you thought about it like. What did I get out
0: of that trip? Mm. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Empty calories. Empty calories, you know. We had, we had some fun, had some good times, but we also had some things that uh, didn't didn't go great. Was, some, and I know? and I couldn't get rid of these fans
1: that just kept following and telling me that you know I was always gonna be great and I'm 55 years old.
0: <laughs> mm you know, we might have to do a whole, maybe when we do that 4-3 show, maybe we'll make that a part of it. We will try to compare defenses to drinks and we'll see if we can. Find <laughs> hey, we, we've, we've
1: talked about different types of shows.
0: Yeah, that might be a good one. I don't know if <laughs> I've ever seen that one before. <laughs> so uh that could be a first in uh, yes. a football, football podcast. We'll see. We'll kick that out. Oh, that, that might that be
1: it. A- That'd be a quality show comparing alcohol drinks to
0: teams. <laughs> oh, we could we could go
1: across the board. I'm like football. We can do this with basketball.
0: Sure. Oh, this this lends itself oh, to like like the Lakers are
1: just Jack Daniels. Like you
0: just you just,
1: you just keep drinking it, and it don't matter. <laughs> it's are gonna get any better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> i mean look this could be for any this could be subjective because everybody's kind of got their favorite but for me one uh, i won't say it's a favorite but here here's where i'm going with the analogy like i'm thinking about right i'm thinking about the warriors and for me that was jim bean and ginger ale like i yeah. couldn't really taste the jim bean so i just kept thinking it i just kept going you just going and going and going and the warriors just keep going they just keep coming at you and coming at you and shooting and shooting and before you know it you go to stand up and you're like, oh, what, 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 what? How did that hit me? I didn't feel anything <laughs> while I was drinking. And as soon as I tried to get up, I was like, whoa! It all hit me all at once.
1: And and then and the bartender says, "I got
0: a clay line for you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just like throwing those things back because the ginger ale masks that. Man, you have, almost yeah, I had to retire that college. I couldn't drink that. Think it up. So, yeah, hey, see, we already – I think we got something here. I think we can really – That's that's way you sneaky. I think we can really – I think we could really turn that into something. Okay, that's – I'm definitely going to file that idea.
1: I mean, I feel like the Wizards are just like Bud Light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you, if you think about – I, I won't throw this on the Wizards because I know they're, they're playing a little bit better this season. But you think about bad teams, like, okay, I'll, I'll take it back to – uh to football, right? And, and yeah. about uh Jacksonville this year or uh or the Lions, like even when the Lions were were winless, right? And they were trying to get a win. Think about like the cheapest, most nasty drink or beer. I mean, it could be like your mad dog 2020, it could be like well
1: uh, a Mickey or or a Colt 4540. Yeah. <laughs>
0: if you're a beer drinker, I mean maybe it's like a black label or red dog, uh, red dog, a natty bow. I like I, I uh, like <laughs> What about Bush? Bush light? Yeah, beast. Milwaukee's best. Beast. 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 Yes. Beast. <laughs> so so you could think of, you know, you, when you think about the Lions and you think about the Jack Forest. I, I feel like beast. I I feel like the Ravens yeah, cuz it's got to be the watered down. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the Ravens
1: were like a a martine like a strawberry margarita that has such promise when you first got it at, at senior frogs looks good and then you turned on the lights <laughs> it was a strawberry soda it's not what you think it was
0: how <laughs> <laughs> what you think it is <laughs> Yeah, they their season, man, it would have to be something that, like you said, that's a good analogy. That's something that's good to start, and then something it changes the longer you have it. I can't what's a drink like that where it's good at the beginning, but then when you Long Island, or they get (laughs) it just get worse, it gets it get better. It's better. Yes, we gotta go the other way. This is something that gets worse the longer you (laughs) get it gets worse. Um Man, I don't know, maybe Makers. I drink a lot of Makers. When, make, when Makers is like room temperature. What about Taco uh, Bell? <laughs> food? Now, food is a whole other <laughs> We start bringing food in. Yeah. Hey, uh, in, the moment, in the moment, when you're eating that chalupa, oh. The moment. Killing it. You feel good. Eight, three, feeling fresh. It's amazing. Then, then you realize you look at the receipt. <laughs> the receipt. You know what that is? For me, that's five guys. For me, that when I eat it in the moment, it's like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's some there's you gotta answer. You gotta answer, answer, answer for it. it. All, right. all that good
1: luck you took in the first half.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Catches, like up you. <laughs> Catches up to Catches up to them Cajun fries. You're gonna pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna pay for them Cajun yeah. fries. Yeah. Uh, that's why I know that's why I know it's probably time to wrap this one up because we don't go. It is,
1: but I think we've got some, we got some quality stuff for the all season.
0: We do. We do. That's going to be some interesting stuff. Um, I know we got a lot of people out there uh, who are into the draft and, you know, now that the Ravens are eliminated from the postseason, people are like completely in all season mode. They're thinking about free agency. They're thinking about the draft. Uh I mentioned the kobe deem earlier i know a guy he's a guy you really really like and so we're thinking about doing a little a little watch uh kind of inspired by uh cole jackson friend of the show uh who, who's done a couple of live film watches on some draft prospects early on um i jumped on with him to do jordan davis for georgia i think Hill and james did the um, north carolina tackle tonight iki uh, and so we're thinking about looking at N'Kobe Dean and Devin Lloyd. They they seem to be the two um, most highly touted inside backers in this draft. Both guys projected to go in the first round um, relatively early in the first round for for inside backers. Um, different players. I'm not comparing them to the players, but it kind of reminds me of that year that, um, what's it, the guy, Devin White? And what was the other guy? Was it Bush? Bush and White came out the same Bush year? Bush and White. yeah. In terms of the athleticism, like I said, I'm not comparing – I'm not saying they play the same way, but just, you know, just athletes, right? Just dude at linebacker position just flying around the field. I I
1: haven't seen enough on on Dean or the other guy, but just what I saw briefly on Dean, he
0: just seems
1: more physical.
0: Yeah, well, them Georgia dudes are violent. They got some violence down there.
1: Serious (laughs) violence. But here's here's my worry. He played behind such mm-hmm. a dominant D line. Yeah.
0: How, how
1: much did he really? Happen? Yeah. So, I, I look forward to seeing it more film on it, but that that would be my worry
0: going forward. And I was gonna say that's a good that's a really good point and a really good. I think way to contrast those two guys. I'm not saying Lloyd had a bad D line at Utah. I don't know enough about them to say whether they were bad or good, but I know they weren't on George's level. Right. So, and you know, and he's still flying around making a bunch of plays. So that, that might be a good compare and contrast just to see. Uh, Cause I, I, we talked about that when we did the Patrick queen breakdown with coach Evans, going through those clips and really studying those just really hit home for me. I mean, I, I knew it, I knew it, but it just really reiterated how important a, a D-line is to linebacker play. <laughs> it's, yeah. critical. It, it, it's critical. Critical. You, you can you can ask Luke Peakley himself
1: because he had some stud muffins up front. I mean, he had Peppers, Short. Who was the other D tackle who was a, a gorilla? And he had a DN who was just nasty. It was that um Johnson. It was Johnson and Peppers with Short and whoever the other D tackle was. It may have yeah. been a Hawaiian dude.
0: Yeah, Star, I know Star Lutalele was there for a while. Yeah. Um, but maybe even before him, he had a guy. I can't, He's on the tip of my tongue. But, yeah, they had some other d tackle in there. Right. Who, Luke Keekly couldn't have been Luke Keekly without that. Ask yeah. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis could not be who Lewis. Ray Lewis
1: was without yeah. who was in front of him.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, that's true. If you go through, like, any really, really good inside backer, take a look at their D-lines, and I bet you – They got some studs up there. Why do you
1: think the 4-3 line – why do you think the middle linebacker in the
0: 4-3
1: is the – I may be blowing smoke here, but I feel like it's literally the top linebacker in the Hall of Fame.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Why? (laughs) Because they had stun buffers in front of them didn't touch it – didn't let anybody
0: touch them for 10 years. We remember when they kind of had a little bit of a lull in terms of the quality of guys at that spot, and he said, "Hey, go get me some people who will keep me clean." Cool.
1: And they went and what out. did they do? They switched to a three-four because they couldn't <laughs> find the people anymore. <laughs> These people, Ray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> could not find, <laughs> find them anymore, so they figured they just put people to death. We can't find them. But if you can if you can find them, and I think for the Ravens, I I know we were getting ready to wrap this thing, so I don't want to take us down a whole nother rabbit hole. But I think for if you look at some of the pieces they have, if you look at Matabike, and if you can get another D tackle in there, um, you know, another stud, like I mean, they gotta be like a legit dude uh in there. And I think, you know, Owe and Bowser, um, you know, could could yeah, I mean, you might need to go get another in uh because Bowser's you know, in your in 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 your vision of where this is going, Bowser's gonna be an off-the-ball linebacker yes. at times. At times, you know, sometimes he can sometimes. rush the
1: passer like he normally does, but you need yeah. to take advantage of what he does best and stop the one-dimensional nonsense. They actually did it for a game, and it yep. was probably the best game week called all year. <laughs> and then he just he said, you know what? I don't like that. I don't like being right.
0: That's a shame. Uh, <laughs> that's a good place to stop. That's a good place to stop. So, yeah, I just wanted to preview that thing with Lloyd and the Kobe Dean. Um, you know, it, it, it should, we, we'll try to get that out uh, soon. And I think we're going to try to do a live stream the same way, uh, same format that, that Cole did. So people have a chance to interact with you. ask you questions, pick your brain in real time and say, Hey, you know, what about this? What about that? Um, so I think that'll be, that'll be cool. And uh, it'll be a really a first look, I think, for both of us. Because like I said, other than, you know, when they were playing on TV occasionally, I, I've seen Georgia a couple times on TV. Obviously, I watched Natty. Um, I think I saw Utah once in the Pac-12 championship. So it'll, it'll be the first time, I think, for both of us really getting a look at those two inside backers. And I know people are probably thinking, why are we talking about inside backers? Didn't they just draft two guys two years ago? Hey, hey, quiet as Cap, quiet as kept. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. I'm not saying they're gonna take them in the first round. I'm not saying that. I don't know.
1: I I, I mean, I just took a quick look through the top 13. Not very many people are gonna be taking defensive players, maybe two or three off the jump. Everybody else is gonna be looking quarterback, offensive line, and a lot of wide receivers if there are any good ones at the top of the board will be gone. Yeah. So yeah. the Thibodeau, possibility of a quality individual on the defensive side will be, I feel like, will be available. For you. Yeah,
0: Tip- Thibodeau and Hutchinson are kind of the top defensive guys that people are thinking are going to go off the board early. The um, I think you know, that's
1: probably going to be the number one,
0: just yeah. by who's <laughs> picking number. If you if you listen to people after watching the natty, they're like, look, we need we need to go and draft Will Anderson, 31 from Alabama. We need to get him right now. He ain't even eligible. Let's just go get him and draft him and pull him into the draft. <laughs> I mean, there are people there are people who you know pay more attention to that to me, and they're like, That guy, he's number one right now. He's just not eligible. He would go ahead of Thibodeau and Hutchinson if he was eligible. They they think he's that good. Um, but he's 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 not available. So yeah, I think right. those two guys. Are probably going to go early, but hey, Ravens haven't picked at fourteen, and I don't know. I don't know if they have they ever picked at fourteen. Uh, you know, that's 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 pretty. at they
1: fourteen, but they picked behind the Browns
0: before, and that was eleven and twelve, and then we
1: traded with the Browns to pick below the nada. So
0: I'd like to see something like that happen. <laughs> I'd like to see something like that happen. Hey, and to your point, to, to your point about getting that other piece, at defensive tackle, you get you another Helodi to add to Justin Matabike, you got a nice start. You do. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Davis, maybe Jordan Davis is there, depending on how people feel about him. Big D tackle out of Georgia, he might be there for fourteen. never know. Uh, um, I'm
1: going to pass on that.
0: Okay. Um, not big, not a big fan of Jordan Davis.
1: I think he's kind of on the same plane as uh, on, as Clowney. Mm. I think he'll make splash plays. I think he'll be a good football player, but I don't think he's going to give
0: you what you need in terms of
1: changing games.
0: Mm, okay. So if you're picking that high, you want a game changer.
1: You want game changer. I think game changer. Yeah. It, unless you're getting a uh, a stud who's not going to, you know, can't miss. Like an offensive tackle who's going to be there for 14 years. Or, yeah. you know, even even now, I would even say a guard in the top five is not a the way the league is is going and the way defenses attack the middle of offenses, I, I would say guards in the top five is, is a, a hot commodity these days, at least in the top yeah.
0: ten. Hey, look so, back at Quentin Nelson. If you if you knew Quentin Nelson was gonna be Quentin Nelson, you take him in the top five.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think people are willing to take those chances now in the top fifteen. Like I, I need to find me a a, a bona fide star. And if it doesn't happen, okay. <laughs> I think you got to be okay with that.
0: But you're swinging for the fences. You're not trying to hit no singles. No, you, no. you, you you got plenty of those on the Ravens.
1: You got plenty of singles. Yeah. Uh, I, I I watch the Orioles. I don't need any more singles.
0: I, don't, I need I, some runs. I need, <laughs> I need I
1: need I, I need production. I need runs. <laughs> I don't care how they get across the plate. I need runs. I need
0: bodies. Well, I I feel good about what they did early last year. I think uh, Oway and Bateman produced runs this year. I feel yeah. good. <laughs> I feel good about those two. I feel.
1: I feel. People are gonna probably crucify
0: me, but I feel like they might blow up the entire second besides Steven. Yeah. Stevens said, has- "You're slow and athletic. You're slow and unathletic." In three spots. Yeah. Need to change that. Need or are you going to keep giving up 40 to the Cincinnati? Yeah, we can't have that. We cannot have that. Because they got your number. They're going to keep coming, too. <laughs> you got them, you know, talking about getting the gat. uh You got the Steelers in your locker room walking in their trap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was, it was so disrespectful. It was so disrespectful both times. But you like, got to love sports, though. Yeah, like my buddy Chris said from Deep Cover Podcast, he said, hey, when you win, you get to do what you want. <laughs> is exactly and what the Ravens did what did they want to do in
1: 2019, and nobody could say a word to them. Couldn't say nothing.
0: But now, you know, this season she was on the other foot. And that, like you said, that's what you gotta love about sports. One time, one year is your turn, next year is my turn. I mean, that's 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 how it goes. How, how you respond, like what Chuck said? Watch how we get back up. Watch how we get back, man. Chuck Chuck ain't Chuck, Chuck said, I ain't got nothing else to say to, to y'all. I ain't answering no. questions. Watch how we come back. That's all like, <laughs> watch how we bounce back. They've been talking man. about that for three weeks. Yeah, Chuck said, watch how we bounce back. Yeah, because you know, Chuck. I think, you know, you see this guy kind of, it looks like, easy demeanor. Dude's a competitor, like a serious competitor. Well, mm-hmm. I think you still, have some,
1: you, you still have some remnants of E.T. in that team. He's I think sure. you still kind of feel a little bit. Little yeah. little remnants of Matt Judon still hanging around, too.
0: The ghost. Yeah. And you can tell, going back to that E.T. thing, the way that that played out with Chuck, Chuck does not tolerate foolishness. If you're not here to be professional and do your job and be prepared, he he don't have no patience for that. None. So, you know, that's 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 (laughs) why I tell Will's get up (laughs) by Yeah, But see, I like that because that's part of that culture that you were talking about. He's a guy who's going to hold people accountable. We saw him hold Earl accountable. (laughs) So he, he doesn't care who you are. Movie. Or how much money you're making? He's gonna. I would, you I, I would just need one of those guys on
1: offense, and I don't know who that's going to be.
0: Yeah, I don't, you know that again. That's another beauty of sports is sometimes guys can can surprise you. Guys who you didn't think maybe were going to grow into those roles and be that person, uh, become that. You know they they develop. So maybe maybe there's somebody there that it, like like you planting that seed in my head. Maybe they're about to bud. They're about to sprout. <laughs> think about that for a second Just look at the offense
1: this year Who on that offense Is going to walk into the offensive meeting And tell people off
0: mm-hmm. No name comes to my mind immediately Out of soul no, Who's going think- to go up in Lamar's face And be like I don't care if you're making $39 million
1: That was a piss poor throw That dude left about a couple years ago
0: I was gonna say though, he didn't play this year because he got hurt, but I think the guy that has the kind of attitude, just the way he carried himself. I think J.K. Dobbins has that kind of personality where he'll go up to somebody and he don't care who you are. If well, I think
1: he's state and, running back. Like they, they just free. Yeah. <laughs> well, he,
0: he's definitely about because you know, he talked about that coming in. Remember when he wasn't um Getting as many carries early in the season, like they were still giving carries to Ingram, you know, like his rookie year. And obviously he was splitting with Gus. Um, he talked repeatedly about how hard it was for him to wait during that time and how he really was going to the coaches and letting them know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Give me rock. To you know, no, no disrespect to Mark, he's my OG, but I, I need to be getting these carries. And then you know, he showed that in practice, and, and and then he got the carries in the game, and he showed it in the game. So I think he's got that kind of personality and that kind of attitude where he could be that guy on offense. You know, yeah. I think I think Lamar is a fiery dude. I think he can get fiery, um, but he's this is strong. different though. This is emotional
1: base. Yeah. It's it's us Capricorns. I I know where Lamar is coming from on this. It's yeah. it's there's a passion. There's an emotion. And sometimes your passion and emotion get in, you see red, and you Mm -hmm. don't see the logicalness of things around you until you're like out of that red mist for a second. You're like, oh. So we're natural leaders, but sometimes we need that logical person to be in our ear. Telling us, like, you don't have to pop off with everything. And you don't have to be turn every negative into a positive. Sometimes you got to let that negative be a negative.
0: Right.
1: And I think, like you said, I think J.K. Dobbins, from his mindset, Ohio State, and what you're talking about, has that practical mindset to say, like Harbaugh says, like, stack practice. Practice. Yep. And I think that's where Lamar struggles. I think that's where Hollywood Brown struggles is. They want that wow factor. They need to see instantaneous results. And that's just not how the NFL works.
0: No, no. Hey, but you talked about this year being that, that learning year, that teaching year to teach you that lesson. Right. You you had to experience a year like this for that lesson to really hit home. Yeah. They, you know, lost some games here and there over the last two seasons, but nothing like this. And so I think this one is the one that really hammers home to you just how committed and how bought in you have to be. Like injuries, hey, you can't do anything about that. Guys get injured. That happens. But when everybody is healthy enough to play, whoever is healthy enough to play, we got to all be completely balled in and dialed in every game, every practice, yep. all the time, every meeting, every, everything. We got to be dialed. Don't mean you can't have fun. Don't mean you can't have fun. I think that's important. You got to have fun. It's a game. I mean, it's a business, but it's a game when you're out there playing. So you got to have fun. But the preparation part is what I'm talking about. I think when you're out there on Sundays, you just cut it loose. But I think during the week, you know, you got you to gotta be dialed in. You got to be locked in. I'm not saying they're not. But I think it can get to another level, and I think a season like this can show you, like, man, everything can look so promising, and then a couple of things can happen, and it can all go to crap. So you can't take any of this for granted, like any season, any game. You (laughs) got to fight like it's the last, because it could be the last all right that's a good place to end i've said that three times now and then we went on for like another 10 15 minutes each time but this is it this is it i just i think hey this one you know end of season you know spend a little bit more time but it's not the last time you'll hear from us you know we're going to do a couple different things moving forward so um again as always like subscribe share tell a friend to tell a friend want to thank everybody for tuning in and interacting with us uh, during the season. This is our first season doing this. Um, I've enjoyed every part of it, every show, all the different conversations. And uh, man, the future is bright. There's a a whole lot of things that you have kicking around in your head, plans and ideas and things you want to do. So uh, this was just the beginning. This was absolutely just the beginning, so. (laughs) (laughs) this is this is going to get bigger and better and i think people are going to really be excited to see you know where it goes um i just want to thank everybody you know big thank you big shouts out to everybody for rocking with us and uh you know until the next time which like i said won't be long for now but until the next time y'all be good to each other out there and uh can we'll actually you later.